When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Welcome in. Daily Vikings Entertainment here on Purple Daily, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, our executive producer, Declan Goff. And as you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, this is a Write That Down Wednesday where we make predictions and hold each other accountable. So we'll get to that. Uh, But the show is presented by our friends at TCL, which is one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. I have now watched 11 Vikings victories on TCL TV so far this year. Nice. Uh, Judd, you're rocking your surly hoodie here during this holiday week, surgically attached to your body. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And you know why? Because I was enjoying some furiouses last night, w- watching some, uh, some basketball, fury eye. Fury, fury hockey, eye. and some fury eye, which were uh, which were uh, uh, fantastic. Logic bomb, fantastic. Before I die, it speaks to all of us because, as Phil said, it is the goal of this show, and it's also the name of another fine beer from our friends at surly the vikings play on saturday christmas is on sunday make sure that you are well stocked in the in the area of the best cheer that i can provide you and that is the beer from uh, surly brewing company and as always when you're enjoying that beer you know what you can do boys show us, show your, us cans. your cans very well put at jay zolgan <laughs> at score north we love to see your cans and we love to see them when they're full of surly that sounds like a new medical procedure that they're going to unveil at some point. We'll nothing fill about your that, cans with Nothing Surly. about that was was an in no, no it's not. Someone someone sent an angry email a couple I weeks ago saw that. saying that we that he loves our show but that there's too much innuendo with the show us your cans. There was also another one that I was like I never thought of that other one as being an innuendo but I I guess maybe uh-oh. Maybe we are we too are we getting too innuendo we I guess. No, I, I, I haven't gay? thought of it that way. We literally I mean, want you to show us your cans of surly. Can, show us your cans, show us your slips, show us your taps. That was the one. I'm like, no, that's not. I yeah. never oh, thought of no, it that way. No. Oh, you know what? That's that's an old school thing though. Our slips aren't no, a thing. No, stop. That but works. like stop. Slips aren't. But a also thing like now. Yeah, yeah. That's old. That, that's fine. No, no. No, it's not offensive at all. At no point did I ever think of that until yeah, that email. No, I was like, not. "Oh, oh, well, I guess no." Nah. No. No, no. That's a, no. Okay. <sighs> okay, let's move forward here on the show. Uh, this is Write That Down. Let's hit the music. 
Most make predictions and then never admit they're wrong. Yeah, that's not Mackie and Judd. This is the place where we just totally own our horrible predictions. Write this down. And eat them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Write that down. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. Yep. Only show in America that actually keeps track with statistics of our predictions. Don't be fooled by that. That, uh thievery that you see on the Sunday morning NFL Network. They've literally stolen this segment, but they don't actually have a database of their stats, I don't think. So this is where Judd admits he was wrong, where Declan admits he was Phil, when are you going to admit that you were wrong? Every Wednesday on Write That Down. Here's how it works. Three Vikings or football-related or show-related predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of completion percentage and touchdowns. And listeners, if you want to be like Nick who's going to be our guest listener predictor here shortly. You can send us a message through the Score North app, and we'll get you scheduled for sometime beginning of 2023. Um, this is one of the more dramatic races we've seen. We still have like a month to go in the 2022 football season, but it's been neck and neck and neck between the three of us for the completion percentage battle with the listeners kind of struggling. Um, and then the, there's a touchdown battle between between Declan and me, mm-hmm. that's been back and forth every week. So a lot to be decided here, gentlemen, in the final weeks of the 2022 football season. Let's start with Judd's accountability session. Are you ready, sir? Yeah, let's see it. Not good. Not good. Oh, yeah. You said, this was a tough beat here, you said oh, Dalvin yeah. Cook would rush yeah. for 100 or more yards against the Colts. Mm. He had 95, I think, 94, and a bunch of receiving yards because he yeah. you know, broke off. I should have the... said total. Yeah. Yep, I screwed up. Yep, you screwed up. And then you said uh, at the beginning of the year, the Vikings would finish 10 and 7 exactly. They are up to 11 wins, so they surpassed. That's pretty optimistic for Judd, too. I know it pained him to not say 8 or 9 and ride the middle. For him to go even to 10, I think, was an optimistic stretch. And now they've surpassed it with three games left. Yeah. All right. I had three things come off the board. I told you the Vikings would hold a 20-point lead or more against the Colts. I should have said in the second half they would uh, outscore the Colts. So the Vikings defense would force two or more turnovers and hold the Colts to 16 points or fewer. The defense actually itself performed fairly competently in that game if you take away the... Absolutely. The uh, the you know the punt block and all that stuff, uh, and this was a, a deep bomb down the field. I told you guys in the summertime, like yeah. early in the summer, this is nice. That nice. The Rams would miss the playoffs in 2022. Yeah, that's a chunk play touchdown right there. That right there is fourth quarter Kirk. <laughs> yes, it is. Airing it out. I feel very proud about that prediction. That's a good prediction. All right, the listeners have struggled this year, but this might be their oh, wow. best week of the year. Oh, Look at this. Oh, oh, gotta love it. All right, we'll start with the bad. Drew had a parlay. He said the Vikings would win at least 10 regular season games, one playoff game. So those are, you know, two regular season oh. wins against the Lions is where he got, got, got here. Drew got really, really over his skis. He also like, had a lot. One win against the Bears in at least one game, regular season or playoffs against the Packers. So he's, but he he's tracking for all these. Just yep. not the Lions one. 
And then Garrett came up and said the Vikings would go at least 10 and 7 and win the NFC North in 2022 because that's a parlay and yeah. the Packers were favored. Yeah. We're giving him a touchdown on this. Yeah, there's specificity there. I like that. Nate said Quiddy Pay will get at least a sack or more against the Vikings. Dimitri said the Vikings would win five or more games by seven points or fewer the rest of the season. This was going into the Arizona game, which was oh. like game seven or something, six or seven. Oh, so he, like, he waited like halfway through the season, and uh, they did. So this is pretty amazing. That's a touchdown. Arsalan said the Vikings would have at least 11 wins. It's a nice week for the listeners there. That's really nice. Coming on strong at the end. Declan had a nice week, too, here. We'll start with the bad. You said Vikings would win by 10 or more against the Colts. Matty Ice would throw at least two picks. But you did say J.J. and T.J. would combine to haul in at least 12 catches. Well, J.J. did it by himself, and then T.J. added a couple. Good measure. You said someone other than Garrett Bradbury would start consecutive <laughs> games at center for the Vikings in 2022, uh, regular season only. I think you, the spirit of this was probably for performance reasons, yes. but it turns out to be injury reasons. It's right. a backdoor cover right there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I forgot about this one. From a year ago, there was some steam that Percy Harvin wanted to come back and was maybe working out, and you said that's not going to happen in the next 365 days, and you well, were correct. No, it's uh, I, Phil. It says will sign. Oh my bad. That's where I was. Conf- oh. I was. I was. Re- oh, I was ready Phil. for like he oh, did bad. sign, and like I was, and I was like r- quickly like surfing Twitter or something. I was like, did was there a Percy Harvin signing? Um, no, it's my bad. It's Phil totally just showed joy in, in the fact yeah, that I, I mean, turned to red. Well, I want the. I want to win. I want to win. I know. I know you do. I just. I privately am cheering inside. <laughs> oh yeah. You've never celebrated anyone. I don't. Uh, you know what? I am, that I am class person. Sports dad <laughs> is class personified. Okay. So with that, these are a little bit wrong here now. So Declan, you're at thirty six point three percent completions with thirteen touchdowns. Uh, Judd's at thirty four point nine ahead of my thirty four point eight. Wowzer. Judd has eight touchdowns. Oh. I still lead with fifteen touchdowns. Listeners up to twenty two point seven with seven touchdowns. Trying to catch Judd in the touchdown category. So look at this, boys. I mean, this is this is what we talk about Kirk Cousins in the fourth quarter overtime of close games. Who's gonna rise up? Who's gonna find those big plays down the field over the next month to take this thing home? So there's your accountability session. Let's get Nick in here. He's our guest listener predictor. On write that down today. Nick, what's going on, man? What's up? Go Sparty. What's your Minnesota sports? So what's your your Detroit and a Michigan State guy there? What's your Vikings fan background? Uh, probably started about 20 years ago, I'd say, right around 2002. Uh, when I started to play football, like organizing school, I wanted to take a favorite player. And being from, I'm, I'm from Lansing, Michigan. I, I started with the Lions first. Went through their roster. Nobody I wanted to pick. I'm not, not going to be a fan of Joey Harrington. Oh, <laughs> well. <laughs> Come on, Joey Harrington had a good uh, quarter <laughs> once, I think, somewhere in there. Somewhere, maybe. So uh, I just found Ernie Moss and the rest is history. Yeah. Nice. So when Kurt, so if you're a Michigan State guy, too, when Kirk Cousins came to the Vikings, that must have been uh, a fun intersection for you. Yep, I was a big fan of it. I wanted Bridgewater uh, first, but they couldn't give him that contract coming off that injury, so I was happy with Cousins. Yeah. 
So, well, Nick is here. He's uh, he's representing Vikings fans in a different NFC North territory here. So we appreciate that. We're going to start with Nick, go to Judd, Declan, back to me, three chips around the room. The predictions must be football or show-related in some form and uh, quantifiable. Otherwise, you can pretty much go wherever you want here, Nick. So you're first, man. Fire it up. Uh, playing the Giants, it took me back to a game. I remember when they played them back in 2016. Xavier Rhodes held Odell Beckham to 23 yards, which is a career low for him. So that took me to, the, to this prediction. Write that down. No Giants receiver, wide receiver, will have more than 50 yards receiving. Oh, interesting. Okay. Oh, Duke Shelley. Shelley Duke Island. Shelley Island. Yep. The Duke of Shelley. The Duke. Bring in the hammer. Good. I gotta give he him has been good. He has I been good. He has been. He's probably going to start again. Him, right. I got to give him a ton of credit. All right. Write this down. There will be a credible report after or during, just for semantical purposes here, just in case it comes out, during or, or after the season that Daniil Hunter was unhappy with his role with the Vikings. There will be a credible report that Daniil Hunter was unhappy with his role this season, and I would put an end date on that of it would be by June. Like okay. it's going to okay. yeah. Yep, by June. So, because it will probably come out in the springtime. Contract Again, talks time, contract, right? Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. But uh, I got to think that there, that uh, he's probably being a good sport for right now because the team is obviously successful. I got to think at some point in time, though, his usage in this defense is going to become a topic. I hear you. I hear you. Write this down. All right, Dex. All right. Uh, I actually had to add this last second because there was an amazing quote that came out from Wink Martindale of the Giants defense, the Giants defensive coordinator coming into this game. So someone asked Wink about going against Kevin O'Connell and Wink was quoted saying, I'm just a blue collar guy going against Harry Styles in reference to oh. Kevin O'Connell. <laughs> what? That's a real quote from the New York Post from Paul Schwartz of the New York Post. So write this down. <clears throat> Kevin O'Connell will be asked about being the Harry Styles of the NFL, and I will put an end date by the end of the season because I, I, it might even trickle out a little bit. Okay, this is uh, this is interesting. If you're Kevin O'Connell, and I and I I saw the quote, but I don't know was 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 Wink Martindale winking, tongue in cheek? Was he or is he kind of taking a dig at Kevin O'Connell? Sounds like it's all in fun to me. It's in fun. It's in fun. It's for sure. In I feel fun. like it's. I feel like it's bulletin board. I mean, he's a good looking material. man. Yeah, I. AOC is a good looking man. Kevin Seifert put up a side by side of of Kevin O'Connell and Harry Styles next to each other. Oh, it's coming. Shot. It's coming like today, then, or yeah, <laughs> yeah, tomorrow. Write this down. Um. Okay. You know what? Oh. I think I think this gives the Vikings a little little inspiration. You know, maybe it's all in good fun, but. You kind of think in the back of your head, wow, does this guy not respect me as a young, innovative, offensive-minded head coach? So the Vikings are going to come out hot. They're going to learn from what happened last week. They're going to come out hot against the Giants. The Vikings will have a, and I want this to be a touchdown, so I need you guys to maybe help me here. The Vikings will have at least, I was going to say double-digit lead, but you guys will probably say a 10 nothing lead's pretty common in the first quarter. I'm going to say at least a 14-point lead or more in the first quarter of this game. Yeah. Okay. Yep. 
They're going to come out oh, swinging, yeah. and I and maybe the Giants fight back, but fourteen or yes. more point lead in the touchdown. first quarter of this game. Yeah. That's touchdown. Fourteen nothing, seventeen three. Just it'll be a big start to the game for the for the Vikes for Harry Styles and company. Watermelon sugar, Kevin O'Connell. All right, back back to Nick. Your second prediction. Uh, I think we all know at this point how close Jefferson is to breaking records. Calvin Johnson's single season record. He's only nine yards away from Randy Moss's single-season franchise record. Should have that on his first catch. But uh, Kirk, he's only 899 yards away from Culpepper's franchise record of mm-hmm. 4,717 yards. So my prediction is that he will break Culpepper's franchise record. Okay. It's cut. At the end of the year. I think this is a touchdown because he might not even play in week 18 yep. and he'd have oh. to average 300 yards a game. So this, yep. this is a touchdown if this happens. And he's got two cold weather games too. So, yep. So Good light, point. light the, light the sky at home this week for 350 or something, but I like it. Yeah. It, it all depends on if they continue to fight for seating purposes, but they probably will be fighting with San Francisco going into week 18. So, you know, they'll probably have to play some starters. All right. Back to Judd. All right, write all right. Down. Write this down. I'm going back to the well, but I'm going to change the verbiage this time so I don't accidentally screw myself. Stella, be <laughs> quiet out there. Okay, so here, here it is. Dalvin Cook will go over 100 total yards against the Giants. So instead of saying rushing like I did last week, because that's what I should have said. This is kind of pathetic. He's going to go over 100 total yards. I'm going to make a wrong or right. That's what I'm doing right now. Okay. I'm guessing that the, fo- that the football, write that down, karma guys not, are going to yeah. say no. You're but, trying to come uh, in. Yeah, trying to, yeah, I'm trying to come. The, yeah. the ship has sailed. Yeah, this is, I'm trying it's to get, kinda, you know It's kind of sad to? that you're chasing this prediction still after you. And I am also chasing, I'm, like, I am pathetically trying to chase some points here. <laughs> Sounds like Stella is uh, chasing her tail, waiting for dad to give her some Nutrisource. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. In the background. She, yeah. And you know what, what? The sad thing is she knows full well that she was fed Nutrisource this morning already and she wants more. Why does she want more? Well, uh, uh, Phil, you talk about your dog, Maya. What does she love? Does she love anything more than just a good scoop of the best food around Nutrisource? Uh, well, she likes to poop in the snow now, is, is, yeah, I would so say. That, that's her new favorite thing. Vinny's, yeah, Vinny loves that, But too. they are Tootsie Roll poops. They are very much consistent because that digestive and gut health mm-hmm. is on point, thanks to our friends at Nutrisource. Uh, Nutrisource, you can find uh, in, I believe, all 50 states, it's a, it's a company based in Minnesota, but NutrisourcePetFoods.com, the official dog and pet food of Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily, NutrisourcePetFoods.com. And a shout-out to our friends over at Federated Mutual Insurance Company, helping power this episode of Write That Down on Purple Daily and helping power countless businesses inside and outside the state of Minnesota. For over 100 years, they specialize in risk management, maximizing the success of your business with that guiding hand, federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. All right, Declan, back to you. All right, my next prediction, a little three-item parlay. I believe this is enough for the touchdown. You're stepping up here. The Vikings score more than 21 points. They score the first touchdown of the game, and they will cover the three-and-a-half-point spread. Okay. Yeah, so it's, uh, a, it's a three. It's a three item parlor. More than yeah, 20, a, 21 points or more. Score the first touchdown. Cover the three and a half. I like it. A lot has to go right. Write this so, down. Yes. A lot of things. A lot of things. 
okay, I think this is actually a three-item parlay as well. Oh. It's a look. It's actually a look ahead. We're going to look beyond the Giants here. We're going to overlook the Giants for a second. Okay? It's always a bad idea. So write this down. The uh, the Vikings. So the the Packers will beat Miami, oh. and then the Packers will lose to the Vikings, and that loss will mathematically end the Packers' playoff hopes. So the Packers are gonna. They're all excited, right? Oh, all these things are going well. We just beat a crappy team on national TV, and they're gonna come up with a big win against Miami. And be all excited going into the game against the Vikings at Lambeau. And then the Vikings will be the ones to step on the Packers' hand as they fall off the cliff. So Packers beat Miami, lose to Vikings, and the loss to the Vikings will mathematically eliminate them from okay. the playoffs. Okay. Write her down. Write this down. All right, back to Nick, your third and final prediction. All right. Over the past few years, it's kind of been proven that. It's kind of been proven that if you give your your young quarterback an elite wide receiver, you can see you can see the difference in their game. Uh, Eagles did gave Hurts, AJ Brown, Tua got Tyreek Hill, Josh Allen got Diggs, and I think with the Bears, Justin Fields has done enough to make them think that he's their franchise quarterback of the future. So my prediction is that the Bears will trade for a true number one receiver. Mm, trade, okay. Yep, How do great. we define true number one? Is there a way we can quantify that? I mean, it, it, it's like a big name. I got three names that I'll, I'll put on record saying who they will be. Okay. okay. Yeah. It'd be DeAndre Hopkins, Ooh. Mike Evans, mm-hmm. or, or Michael Thomas. Okay. Oh, Ooh, I, I like, like the last Lilo on Michael Thomas. Yeah, he's uh. hurt again. Yeah, they, they got a lot of money. They can pay any one of those guys. So that's what I think. I like it, be. man. Nick coming in, taking his swings here. Uh, Nick, since you've got this life-changing platform right now on Purple Daily, is there anyone in your life you'd like to thank that helped you get here? Not really. I mean, I'm I'm the only Vikings fan that I know. I'm I'm surrounded by Lions fans. He's a lone wolf. I have no one to thank. You know what? You're the first person to come on the show and do it, and I love (laughs) it. It's great. I'd like to thank my hands, Freddie Mitchell. (laughs) I'd like to thank myself for not being a a Lions fan, which, by the way, (laughs) good call, dude. I'd like to thank Joey Harrington for guiding me away from the Lions and toward the Vikings. Yeah, Yeah, I was was actually at that Lions-Vikings game a couple weeks ago. Bonkers. Surprising a lot of Vikings fans there. Yeah, well, they travel well now. They travel yeah, really well. Good for them. Yeah. Well, great stuff, Nick. Thanks for coming on the show. We'll definitely uh, see you again on Ventline, hopefully sometime. And good luck with your predictions. All right, thanks, guys. All right, you. there he is, guest listener predictor. Jacqueline with the most condescending. Good for them. I've yeah, heard in a them. long time. Good for them. I'm glad they travel well. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's really interesting. Got any more on that? Condescending right. Judd, condescending Dex. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. All right, uh, Judd. What's your third and final prediction here? It's this, uh, off the news of the week, KOC got on his press conference on Monday and pointed out that Justin Jefferson is taking some, what he considers to be illegal hits. Asked a follow-up on that yesterday, he basically said, I said what I said, there's not a lot more to say. So he just wanted, very smartly, to put it out in the ethos that uh, if there is a, a questionable hit, and Jefferson has drawn flags, to be clear. But if there's a questionable hit, that that the league should take a very close look. So write this down. Justin Jefferson will draw at least one penalty for a personal foul against the Giants. So O'Connell's put it out there. Uh Um, 
and, and and he's drawn so he drew one against the Colts and I think he drew one against the Jets as well. So it's not like he's not getting those calls. Yeah. But but it's O'Connell's a, it's, a, it's a touchdown. I think it's a touchdown. Yeah. But O'Connell's disdain so, for this yeah. is uh is clear and I don't blame him. And I like the fact that he's he's basically just continuing to plant the seed and say, watch for this. So yes, he'll draw at least one on Saturday. Yeah. I like it. I like where you're going here. All right, Dex, what's your third and final prediction? All right, write this down. Uh, He hasn't done it this season yet, so that's where I kind of want this, and I I think it's specific enough to be a touch on. He did do it once this year, excuse me. Is it enough to say he did it with uh, the Lions against Seattle? TJ Hawkinson catching at least two touchdowns. Is that a touchdown of a prediction? Absolutely. Right? Okay. He only has, I think, one with the Vikings this season. Since I got traded here, he has a ton yeah. of receptions. And Absolutely, two point conversion, right? On, and a two on point yep. Saturday, but yeah, I think he has one touchdown. All right, so yeah. I honestly, I think I think it's a touchdown. If even if you said Justin Jefferson only has like eight touchdowns this year, I'd say yeah, anyone predicting anyone has two touchdowns in a game is a is a touchdown. All right, I'd write that down. All right, so write it down. Unless, uh, yeah, maybe maybe not like a running back. But well, not a quarterback, sure. but like yeah, I think you know if it's Pat Mahomes, like you know that that's that doesn't count. But yeah, T.J. Hawkinson records two touchdowns against the Giants. Write it down. Okay, write this down. I uh, this is definitely a touchdown. I think. Um, so, no, it has 100% to be a touchdown. I think it is. It has to be. It has to. All be. right, let's hear it. So, two forces are going to be meeting in the middle of U.S. Bank Stadium on Saturday. You have the force that is Daniel Jones, who leads the NFL in lowest interception percentage. Only 1% of his passes have been picked off this year. 406 pass attempts, four interceptions. That's it. And then on the other side, you have this other force called Shelly Island, which is a great island. It's an island that we all have come to know and love. But to this point, it's an island that lacks any interceptions in its history. He he has never intercepted a pass in the NFL. Yeah. Right. So lowest interception percentage going up against Shelly Island looking for his first interception. Something's got to give or not. I'm saying Shelly Island will collect its first interception ever. I will, I'll just say against the Giants in oh, case, like, if, if Daniel Jones gets hurt and if someone else comes in. If you're predicting touch. Or if a you're predicting Shelley, touch. A yeah. Duke Shelley interception yes. in this game. Let's make it happen. Yep. Shelley Watch Island. it be a scoop and score or something. Dumb. I'll stick to interception, though, for Shelley Island. Right. Is he starting again? Uh, Ed Donatel uh, spoke to the media on Wednesday morning, and he said he will not confirm if he or Dantzler will start. Oh, you gotta keep it secret for the Giants. Yeah, the Giants are. They're not gonna know who the game plan in their was. Boots. It Cam Dantzler what or Duke Shelley? What if Dantzler comes back? What are they gonna do? Write that down. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, so those are your write that down predictions and your accountability session here on this Wednesday as we uh, go into the final month soon of the 2022 write that down season. Drama atop the standings in both categories. Uh, boys, do you want to take a look? It's been a couple weeks since we've done this. You want to do a deep dive into the NFC playoff picture here? Yeah. Love this. See what the possible Absolutely. scenarios are for our Minnesota Vikings. So as of right now, let me pull up the playoff picture here. There's a few teams that have clinched in the NFC. Uh, we have Vikings and Niners have clinched their divisions. Eagles and Cowboys have clinched playoff spots. 
the Eagles would have to, I believe, lose out and the Cowboys win out for that division to flip. Yep. So we have we have four confirmed playoff teams. And then of course there's the the Buccaneers are the four seed at six and eight right now, leading three teams that are one game back at five and nine. Someone did do the research that in the last twenty years, it's uh it's three teams have won divisions. Actually it's since two thousand ten. I don't yeah. think we had any in the 10 years before that. So since 2010, we've had three sub-500 division winners. Yeah. The, uh, Washington was one of them, and then the, the Seahawks yeah. team from, that was like 2000. Eastquake. That was like 2010. Yeah. Against yep. the, they beat the Saints in the playoff game. They did. Um, and then somebody else did it too. So it happens like once every four years, and it's probably going to happen again this year. And then right now, your wildcard teams are the Giants at 8-5-1. The Commanders at seven six and one are the seven seed. So uh, if the playoffs started right now, the Vikings would host Taylor Heineke and the Washington Commanders. A little rematch, but this one at U.S. Bank Stadium. Hmm. Or, so let's. I'll, I'll go over some other scenarios here shortly. But what do you what do you think of that? Or would they host Carson Wentz and the Commanders be? because there is a. I would rather face Carson Wentz in the playoff game than there is scuttle. There is scuttlebutt. There are rumors. There is controversy flying in our nation's capital that um, uh, that caused Ron Rivera to give Taylor Heineke a vote of confidence for now, but he did not make promises. So they might go back to Wentz. Um, Either way, I would be. I would be very disappointed if the Vikings lost a first round game. Like I like the matchup. Mm-hmm. I I like the matchup. I think that you can beat the Commanders here. Uh, I'm this team doesn't blow teams out, so I'm not saying that, that they're going to win by two touchdowns or 21 points. Uh, but yeah, I I feel pretty good if you were to tell me right now that the Vikings' first playoff game at U.S. Bank Stadium is going to be against the Commanders. I like your odds. Yeah, I would. I would take my chances there, and we'll get we'll, we'll kind of get a better feel for what that Giants matchup looks like. But you could be looking at a rematch, especially if you beat them. If the Giants beat the Vikings, it's a conference win for the Giants. It's another step forward above the Commanders and the Seahawks. But if the Vikings beat the Giants, they may actually be setting up a matchup with the Giants in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, but then there's also the Niners thing, too. So if the Vikings drop a game at some point, the Niners, who are sitting at 10-4 and four, a game back, have a better conference record right now. The Niners only have two conference losses. Vikings have three. And because those two teams don't play head-to-head, I think uh, if it's just a one-on-one tiebreaker, it would be conference record. So they have to stay a game up on the Niners. The Niners play home against Washington this Saturday, but then they play at the desperate Vegas Raiders, who are fighting for a playoff spot in the AFC, and then home against the Cardinals. So they're going to be favored in all three of those games, and they've now won... uh, Seven in a row dating back to like the second to last week in October. So, but if they catch you, it'll flip and then you're going to play. That's the problem. Um, there's, there's like five different scenarios based on if you flip the two and the three seed. But if you stay in the two seed, other teams that are knocking on the door, the Seahawks are just a half game back of the seven seed. The Lions are just a half game back of the seven seed. And the Packers are just a game and a half back Mm. of the seven seed. The Mm. Packers would have to roll through their last three games, Miami, and then I believe it's Vikings followed by Lions. Correct. 
So they they would, and if the Packers win the next two, if they beat the Vikings, they beat the Dolphins, then I think they'd be playing the Lions maybe for a, a playoff spot, depending on what the other teams look like. So, uh, so basically, it's you're kind of looking at Giants, Commanders, Seahawks, Lions, Packers hmm. are the five teams you could face as either the two or the three seed. All of those games would be at U.S. Bank Stadium. Give me the Commanders. Yeah, of that list, I think I take the Commanders. How would you rank those teams in terms of like? the matchup for the Vikings. So I, I would say commanders one, as far as if it's one, if it's one to five of who I want to face, I would right. say the command, I'd put the commanders one. You said the giants, the Packers, the lions and, and whom else Phil? Giants, commanders, Seahawks, lions, Packers. Oh, I put, um, I'd probably put Seattle second. I'd probably put the, the giants third. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't want to face Detroit or Green Bay. I just, it's a division rival. Weird things can happen. I don't necessarily like playing teams three times. Um, I, I always go back to the 2004 game when Mike Tice's eight and eight Vikings went to Green Bay and won. Uh, so I think I would prefer a non-division foe in that first round. The Lions are the last team I want to see among those five. I've, I have made my point very clear. Whatever it is, the Lions the Lions match up very well with the Vikings the if, last couple of years. They are a that, problem. And to that point, if, if Green Bay does roll through this thing, I probably don't want to face Rodgers when he's hot now. Yeah, if the Packers get there, it would right. mean that like everything's kind of clicking for a month, month and a half, and Christian exactly. Watson is Yeah, is and how about Christian Watson? More. Don't drop that pass. Christian yeah. Watson this time the nine route the go route and he catches it now so Declan how would you sort of of those five teams who do you want to see most who do you want to see least uh, yeah commanders one giants two for me I could have egg on my face in about five days if the Giants come here and somehow wallop the Vikings uh, but I just don't really see that happening uh, I would say Packers are three I just even even if they somehow sneak in here, whether it's on a technicality or if they get hot and they indeed obviously run the table, which is they have to do, um, I'm not that scared of them anymore. I'm really not. Uh, it's the, it's a controlled environment inside. I, I like the, I like the Vikings' chance against them. I put Seahawks four. Um, that offense at, at one point was the number one offense in the NFL through like the halfway point of the season, and it's Pete Carroll. He's a veteran coach. I know Geno Smith has. Kind of regressed a little bit after a great start to the season, but I'd probably put that Seahawks team fourth. Um, and if somehow, even if like the Cowboys fell here, because I, I know they're not playing great football, there's just a stain of them beating the crap out of you that, that I just don't really want to avoid. So I put like Cowboys and Lions as like that fifth team that I don't want to play. Yeah. So uh, I, say, I, I say that about the Commanders personally, but... I really just wow. wow! I really just man Campbell over there. Yeah. You okay? Choked they're up emotional. Here. Yeah. They're emotional football, yes, Flemming football. <laughs> I really don't want to do the like. How can we massage this I bracket yeah, so that I they agree. avoid the teams? Like at the end of the day, bring on the Eagles again mm-hmm. in the NFC Championship game. Bring on the Cowboys again. Bring on the Niners. I know what I like when I say that. I'm inviting the three teams that are very much better than the Vikings. I think. But that's what you if 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 you want to actually do this and and get to the NFC Championship game and beyond, you got to go through these teams. So would it be nice for the first round to be a little bit of a feeler out, like okay, play a lesser opponent, make sure that you're on good footing, and then advance? Yes. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to go through these teams. 
And hell, like, people make fun of Tampa Bay. Tom Brady is still Tom Brady to some extent. So you might have to have Tampa Bay come into your house if they pull an upset over Dallas or something in the first round, you know? Yeah. I I just think O'Connell, I think O'Connell against LaFleur or or Shanahan in the playoffs too would be great fun as far as the chess match goes. Because they're from the same tree. They're all friends. They all know what what the uh, especially offensive tendencies are. Like they would be, those potential matchups would be really entertaining. Yeah, there's, I don't, I don't, LeFleur, I don't know, man. It's hard to tell if LeFleur knows, like, I know his record, they won 13 games a bunch of years in a row, right. but how much of that was just, he kind of walked into Aaron Rodgers' house and he did help elevate. Rodgers looked a little bit cooked like four or five years ago. Yeah. But yeah, I don't he, know that I would correct. say, yeah, I'd like well, to see LeFleur with a, with a non Aaron Rodgers quarterback. The, the problem with him is his personality is pretty pretty bland. I think, like O'Connell's a a presence. Lafleur is not a presence. Yeah, and, they showed his post game locker room speech, and I fell asleep after ten yeah. seconds the other night. And of all those coaches, as far as just like flat out coaching, coaching football, coaching ball, ball coaches, Shanahan I think is just outstanding. Yeah, like he's got some faults, but dude, dude knows dude knows how to milk an offense really well. So there is your playoff picture. I do have a, a question I want to pose that Judd brought up sort of off microphone last week that I think makes a lot of sense after something that happened this week as it pertains to the Vikings. Uh, but a shout-out to our friends at Prize Picks, the easy way to play daily fantasy. So here's how it works on Prize Picks: You pick between two and five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to ten times on any entry. They offer every major sport. NFL, NBA, MLB, you can do cross-sport entries this time of year. There's all sorts of sports overlapping. Super easy to use. The mobile app, uh, which you can find on the App Store or Google Play Store. Promo code NORTH and prize picks will match your first deposit up to $100. And then you can also, by putting in the promo code NORTH, let them know that we sent you. It helps the show and uh, helps us grow. PrizePicks.com or the Prize Picks app. Check it out this weekend as these football games come down to uh, the final few weeks and let us know your experience. Uh, also, our friends at Livia are helping people lose weight before January. You can get a head start these next 10 days or so if you want to. Indeed. And, you know, I've been um, discussing this for a long time on this show now, dropping 40 pounds, thanks to our friends, and not only dropping them, but because it's a weight control program. So it's not a diet program. It's not a quick fix. It's not a fad. It's a weight control program keeping that weight off, which is obviously the most important thing. And right now, if you want to give yourself the gift of health, the gift of weight loss, guess what? You can save 50%. That's right. You can save 50% right now. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. You you can go into their uh, stores here, certainly, for your checkups to talk to those folks. Or guess what? Virtual visits are an option as well livea.com the gift of good health the gift of weight loss the satisfaction of weight loss starts livea livia.com check them out so judd posed this question i think it's a it's a fun one to explore here real quick uh the rams were just eliminated from playoff contention one one of the very few times a team just like wins a super bowl and then is just eliminated from playoff contention with a few weeks ago, I think the 
the last few times the Broncos have won the Super Bowl after Elway retired and after Manning retired, they did the same thing where they missed the playoffs the next year. But they got their championship. Uh, it's their second championship now. They they won one in 1999. So the Rams, after 1999, were still competitive. They actually went to another Super Bowl two years later and got beat. And then they were still pretty competitive until like 2003. But then they became basically the worst franchise in the NFL for the next 15 years. They drafted number one overall. They had a 1-15 in season. They had a 2-14, and a 3-13, and a 1-15, and another 2-14. and They had a 4-12 and in there. They were a dumpster fire for like 15 years. And then Sean McVay came along. And they built it back up. Took them five years. They won a Super Bowl. And now their roster is aging. They don't have any first-round picks. McVay has been teasing retirement for the last 6 to 12 months. We now know why. Yep. Matthew Stafford is getting older and super banged up. So the, the the future doesn't look very bright for the Rams anymore. And maybe they go into another tailspin or something. Uh, they also had to move their franchise the first time around from St. Louis to L.A. Like they literally, the franchise was so bad and they couldn't get a stadium deal done. And Stan Kroenke was like, All right, I'm just going to move to Los Angeles. It's more complicated than that. But the general question here is, what would you sacrifice for the future of your team? For one Super Bowl. Oh, my God. See, that's the thing is, um, first of all, in my opinion, the Rams are paying a small price right now. Like, they're going to pay a bigger price because they've essentially traded away first-round picks till what, like 2026? So so the price is likely going to have to continue to be paid. And it's now abundantly clear why McVay was um, giving serious consideration to retiring after the Super Bowl because he was like, this is going to probably happen to us where we're going yep. to uh, take our, our lumps. But if you were to tell me right now that the 2022 Vikings could win the Super Bowl and that they were going to win, you know, take your pick in 2023, five games, six games, I wouldn't want to be as bad as the Rams were the first time around, but small price to pay if I suck next year. And I would take, I would probably take four years of, of missing playoffs for a, a Super Bowl now. So that's it. That's it. I, I would, would take, take 10. Oh, I wouldn't take, I would 10. even, I would take this one step further without knowing when I would die. I would take like a couple years off my own life expectancy. <laughs> if I knew wow. it was guaranteed, whether I lived till, whether I was planning to live till 100 or 40, I would, I would seriously take off well, some years of my life. If 10, it's guaranteed. Years of, 10 years of sucking or 10 years of, of, you know, you get back to being competitive, but you're here's not what you would get. I'll give. I'll be specific. Yeah. Be, so yeah. you you would be the the 2007 through 2016 Rams for ten years, yep. which me, yeah. which means yep. three and thirteen, two and fourteen, one and fifteen. Uh, there would be four seven win season mix uh, mixed in there, but then another two win, six win, four win. So you would never finish five hundred. Ten years under five hundred and drafting in the top three. You'd go through multiple head coaches, and your team might move out of the state. <laughs> oh, just, that, that last caveat I, I don't like. I can't do but that. But you would have your championship. Oh, my God. Okay, I what, if I took I the, what if I took the moving the team thing? Because yep. I get that. I can't. I can't. That, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Oh, my gosh. That's Yes, I do that in a heartbeat. Uh, I, don't even, mm. I don't even blink. I would, too. I don't even I blink do at that. 
if, if in my opinion, if if you're not okay with that, then you're okay with the Vikings being the Vikings and stuck being nine and seven, ten and six forever. Is that, Which is what they is that what they that what you whole, want? Yes. Is that well, what you here, want? Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. In the scenario that you just painted, the one thing is the Rams screwed up their drafting. Like if they had drafted decently, like if they had hit on more yeah, picks, that's what I'm, I'm telling you the Vikings so, would then screw up their drafting for ten years too. Oh, Stop trying to massage this, Judd. I'm trying, trying very hard. I'm trying very. You're like, hard but the Rams are incompetent. I'm saying no. The Vikings would become incompetent for ten years. I mean, and I get seven. And they'd wins. fire a bunch of people, and they all would right. have. All right, if you know what, I'm 53. I'm. I gotta do it. Yeah, you have to. Yes. I gotta do it. I gotta wave do it. Stella, wave the flag, uh, something. Stella's very Stella, quit barking, get the flag. There you go. I'm it just, almost I'm sounds like flag. you're you're kind of wrestling with what the Vikings have been versus yes. what we want them to be. Historically, they have well, been always relevant. They don't yep. have any stretches yeah, like the it. one I just outlined. And we have been fighting that. We've been saying yep, I we agree. reject five hundred football. I agree. So I think you'd have to be willing yep. to sacrifice Hey, okay. they 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 might and they might have to sell out like the Rams did to you know trade a bunch of first round picks to get players. Well, but it's to me it's worth it. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. Yeah, and you know what? I'm. I will say this. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Jalen Ramsey was traded by Jacksonville for uh for first round pick to the Rams in 2019, something like that. And at the time, I did say you should make that trade. At that time, he's a shutdown guy. Uh, it cost you a, a first round pick. They got their quarterback. Yeah, I I. At fifty three, I'd have to do it. I, I mean the the Kansas City Royals in baseball are the perfect example. I mean they, they for they went from nineteen eighty five to two thousand fifteen in the basement of the AL Central for like eighty five percent of those seasons. Years. Yeah, thirty years being just a laughing stock, and they went to back to back World Series. They won, got one in twenty fifteen, and they're yeah, right. they, and since then they have lost ninety seven or more games three times. They won a yeah. World Series eight years ago. Seven years they, ago, but, but once a generation, they get to celebrate this. Yep. I'll this take it. Lifetime achievement, you know. Yeah, for a Super Bowl championship, just to see that and experience that. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to. There is. So yeah, let us know in the YouTube comment section. What would you yep. be willing to sacrifice? Would you Would you be okay with the team just moving? Would you if I if if we gave you the Rams scenario and said they're going to win a Super Bowl in 1999, but in in 15 years the team is going to move. Because they want another new stadium. But you got your Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Uh, that's a wrap on today's episode of Purple Daily. Your predictions, your accountabilities. Uh, tomorrow, so we already did State of the Offense yesterday. You want to check that out. We'll do a feedback Friday on a Thursday tomorrow and make our picks on a Friday. Yeah, moving everything up this week. So get your feedback questions in. And I promise Trenches with Boone, we'll, we'll, that's, <laughs> we had to bump that. He had some family in town. We're trying to shuffle Bro. schedules, so we are recording do, tonight. Do, do. Ho, ho, ho. It'll do, be up tomorrow. <laughs> 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply.